0: Yes, yes, yes! People, raps on TV. We're back again. It's been a busy weekend, as uh, most of you hardcore boxing fans would know. Uh, we've been uh, we've been been quiet of late. Uh, it's the summer off, so we've been uh, taking care of business individually. But back uh, to kind of reconvene and talk about all the big fights that will be taking place over the next few weeks. Um, it's fair to say last weekend um, was an eventful one. Uh, not just going down in Nando's, it went down in the Dublin, uh, in the Belfast, sorry, um, SSE, Windsor Park. So, uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to getting into that. Um, Joined today by uh, co-host Tom Lyons. Tom, how you doing, my man?
1: How's it going, coach? Nice to hear from you again, my man. And, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, as you said, a very quiet period for British boxing particularly. But, I mean, on the other hand, with all this uh, Nando shenanigans between Billy Jeff Saunders and Wilder, I mean, it's carried through the momentum from the uh, the weekend to September, and it should be a good
0: uh, season ahead, hopefully, coach. Yeah, no, definitely, I think so. I think um, you know we're going to talk about obviously Canelo Triple G rematch in a few weeks. Garcia versus Porter, Billy Joe Saunders on draw day. Obviously, Joshua Pivetkin, which after last weekend um, is probably losing um, its popularity. Given you can still get tickets in, and, and there's confirmations uh, in terms of. Touts, you know, reaching out to you for for, for buying tickets. So, um, yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's going to be a busy, uh, active period. Um, looking forward to to what comes up. So, obviously, main event uh, this weekend. Uh, another one of those uh, fight nights where the co-main event kind of takes over. Um, we had the man who is uh, the the legendary, mystical Tyson Fury going up against Pionetta. Um Obviously, second fight back uh, since his much publicised sort of like um, hiatus from the world of boxing. What did you make of the fight? Um, and um, I guess really Fury's performance. Yeah, I mean, when I got to the opportunity to re-watch the
2: fight, I was quite um, impressed with the way Fury's now taken
1: it a bit more seriously. You know, the first fight with Fury wasn't exactly appealing to the eye, but there's definitely been um, glimpses of that old footwork movement and a slickness that we often see from Fury that's given him the advantage over most heavyweights nowadays, you know, not the robotic, sort of, you know, come forward one, two heavyweight, he's shown different elements that can obviously prove that he's an elite level fighter and there was a little, you know, there's glimpses of it in the fight against Pianeta but, I mean, personally I think it's still one or two fights um, too early but hats off to him, it's the wilder fight comes, but well, we know now it's materialised comes about and
2: it happens in um, the US then I mean best for luck to him and hope he gets
0: the job done again yeah I mean in terms of the performance obviously Pionetta is not somebody that's going to be kind of like uh, really there to cause an upset um, no matter how they would have tried to sell it going into the fight um, but yeah. I don't think it was about the opposition as much as it was obviously Sofiri was dis- was disgraceful but I think with Fury and this is this is my assessment it's all about steps so the first fight was just about getting under the lights, you know, the crowd and maybe even shaking off. Obviously there's still ring rust, but shaking it off, getting some confidence. This, uh, this fight, I think you could see the positives. Now I'm not saying it was a perfect three performance. Of course not. But there were, you know, interesting things that we were able to see. So you could see he still was switch hitting. Um, he was still, uh, yeah. the, the movement, um, the moving of the head, um, He's always looked a bit flabby, so people are gonna think, well, he's not in great shape. Okay, he's not imperfect, but he's never really ever been a Wilder Joshua kind of, you know, uh, physique in terms of being heavily toned. So from that perspective, um, I think yeah, people are maybe being overcritical. Um I think we're gonna see the politics creep in a lot more because again, you know, it looks like this fight is gonna happen and we're gonna get on it, but I just think people are being overcritical on Fury's performance. And I just think, well, are you doing it for his welfare? You know, people saying, oh, he's not ready, he's this. Well, how do how how can anybody, apart from the people in his camp, say that? Um, and if he wants to step up, isn't that why we like boxing? Um, so, yes, I think it was a good performance uh, from him. Um, and as we said, it was going to be hard to kind of avoid this subject per se. Um, but we had uh, Wilder, who was in Belfast. I mean, let's kind of go by this night by night. So, Wilder lands... You see him at the weigh-in, and he has a clash with yep. uh, John Fury. What were your thoughts when you saw that footage? Uh, it
1: was quite amusing, to be fair. I mean, John Fury's not short sure of words, is he? But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, quite a straight-talking, talking man. I mean, he's not afraid to get involved in the old, uh, you know, altercations with the fighters. But I think it was, it's, a good, it's 100% a great um, publicity move from Warren. It's the way the timing of it way he sort of barraged into the the um, hotel for the weigh-in, and then sort of trying to interfere with the, the obviously the, main, the focus on the main event. And uh, I mean, the whole weekend, the way everything, sort of the run of events and what happened um, from the very first minute he landed to the final bell. I mean, it's just been a it's been a great PR move because I mean, with a fight of such magnitude going to happen in December. Fury, obviously, a lot of criticism before. Like you said, first fight back was only just getting under the light, shaking off the ring rust and getting a feeling of the boxing after a two-and-a-half-year uh, layoff. And then to have Wilder calling him out and saying how he's so easy to deal with, how Finkel and Warren just were able to click and the fight be able to happen straight away. It's just been a great um, sort of organisation of an event because this is the fundamental for attracting the fan base and getting excitement about the fight. and I mean, it's paid off, really. And jury was a much better, as I said, focused on Pionetta as an opponent, a lot more game than what Saferi was. And it's just great to see that he's not, he's not, you know, lost any sort of being able to get engaged with the pre-hype and the post-hype and such, such and so forth. So it's good to see that it all went smoothly and uh, there was nothing too... Um, you know, it didn't kick off too much, which is, it's good to have that humorous uh, banter
0: between the two camps. Yeah. And I think, you know, you actually said something there, which is actually quite key because, you know, I saw a Hatton, I saw an interview with Ricky Hatton and he spoke about, um, you know, the, the importance of getting rounds in, in, in that fight. And, you know, you spoke about yeah. things going smoothly. And I do agree with you that actually there wasn't any major hiccups. And again, if me, if you know boxing, you saw Tyson was doing things right. and, I think because he's now lined up this fight with Wilder, people are looking to find areas to criticize rather than be positive and say, "Well, hang on a minute, look at the amount of weight he's lost, even from the Safiri fight to now." That shows you that somebody's focused. And Fury, let's be honest, you know, if you're familiar with Malcolm Gladwell, he's done his ten thousand hours. So when it comes to boxing, it's not about learning techniques or you know learning how to throw the jab correctly. For him, it is solely. In my opinion, it's solely about his fitness and his stamina. And, yeah, what's to say that if he's not training for eight months solid, you know, he's got another, what, maybe four months, uh, three, four months before this Wilder clash. What's to say that he can't get up to to speed? Now, you know, we'll get into, like, how that fight could play out. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, for Fury, he just needs to know that he can get 12, 13 rounds in his body. Once he's got that, and I believe he... Feels you'll get that closely. Um, I think we need to get behind this fight. So yeah, you're right. It's good that everything went smoothly um, in terms of uh, the uh, ring entrance. What did you make of uh, what do you make of uh, obviously Wilder uh, getting into the ring with Fury? Yeah, another
1: sort of good um, move similar to the way Joshua Klitschko, you know, came about after the um, fight with uh, Molina, I believe, was mm-hmm. it uh, Manchester. Yeah, and yeah, just I mean, it's what you need really because when a box office event like that's being announced, you need to have the two, you know, faces on the uh, the billboard before you can sort of make any announcement, and that's probably the perfect way you can bring the two together. But just touching on the um, the weight situation, coach, just before I uh, we move on to talk about the fight. I mean, in terms of what people have said in and around boxing, saying that Fury when he was at his worst, twenty five, twenty six stone. I mean, I'm not disputing that he could box at a good pace in terms of sparring for that uh, duration. Um, I mean, obviously, it's completely different under the lights, and we saw that with the uh, the first fight in his comeback. Um, but I think as... I mean, I wouldn't be, you know... I've got to give criticism of Fury's performance because it wasn't the most, you know, convincing. As, as much as it was convincing in terms of the result, there was sort of incidences where... He was getting clipped a bit and his defence wasn't as tight as what it would need to be against someone like Wilder, even though, like you said, Hatton's mentioned in an interview that he's quite a not a very sound technical fighter, Wilder, and his feet can give him a lot of problems, but there's a lot more than I think the weight cut that's got to be you know, polished off before he can um, we can ultimately say that it's going to be a convincing uh, performance from Fury against Wilder, similar to that of uh, Klitschko and yeah. Dusseldorf, so... And
0: be I, interesting to see the next few months in preparation yeah no, and, I th- and 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 that's very true, I think you know in terms of him polishing off and making sure he's as ready as he ever will be, um I think we definitely saw that you know he's not he, he's not ready if you even look at the way that he just kind of allowed himself to get pushed and trapped into into the corners and and Pianeta was able to let off shots, you know there weren't much there wasn't much power in those shots um so, um, you know, maybe maybe Fury wasn't as, as as worried. But at the same time, yeah, th- those were opportunities. And you definitely saw opportunities, which makes me, you know, a, a, which also kind of makes me think about who I would pick to win that fight. But um, yeah, no, I definitely, we know he's not 100%. Um, but I think, yeah. you know, going back to the kind of mindset of these individuals, you know, you look at Billy Joe Saunders, um, again, Fury, I think it's the opponent that comes in front of them that makes them raise their game as well. Um, so for yeah, Fury, and I mean, they're
1: very good at boxing on the uh, the back foot as well. Yeah. I mean, when you're boxing on the outside, it's very easy to, you know, go for the three rounds without necessarily having to use up all that energy when you do engage. Because, I mean, Fury's not stupid. You know, people around Fury are not stupid. They're not going to need to trade with Wilder. I mean, as much exactly. as it could turn out to be another four and five, it's not as if he needs to, to prove anything that he can trade with these guys. Because I'm sure if he does catch Wilder, he could hurt him, but. We're more focused on seeing Fury, you know, slipping shots, moving at angles, causing Wilder a lot of trouble because we have seen Wilder's footwork does give him a lot of trouble himself.
0: So exactly. I
1: think um, Fury will use that as an advantage, you know, move him, move around him, use his jab. Um, because Wilder, you know, as much as he's good at landing that one shot, you've got to be able to get inside someone who's six foot nine before you can
0: land the shot. And whether he can or not, at Fury's best, I'm not too sure. Exactly. what's going to... I mean, I think, look, if you look at the Ortiz fight, there's no doubt that the Ortiz fight um, threw up a lot, well, I say a lot, but it threw up the the ultimate weakness for Deontay Wilder, and that is if he doesn't land that right hand, you have a very good chance of beating him. It's as very simple as that, because if that, you know, there wasn't many occasions where Wilder was kind of out-jabbing Ortiz, you know, uh, obviously his shots are wild, but... You know it' that's that we, we know he's not technically sound, so for fury, it is a, it, it's a dangerous fight, but it's one that he can win. Um, you went back and said something about whether it would be entertaining. Um, that would be the key thing is that a lot of people that don't look at boxing in the kind of like purest way will find the fight boring because fury doesn't really have knockout power in the way that Wilder nah. does you would suggest as you said he'll want to keep the game long and fight at range uh, moving yeah. switching up feet so he can go in different directions um, pivoting so for me yeah it's just going to be a points point, a, a points decision potentially and you know it's whether Wilder catches him now I think if Wilder can properly catch him with the right I think it's going to be problems um, but it's yeah. whether he can and that's that's where the intrigue lies to this fight um, and
1: Wilder carries a lot more power than uh, Cunningham does and if Cunningham could drop him then I mean if Wilder does catch in Fiend there is no doubt that you know he could be on his ass at some point in the fight so yeah
0: and, uh, and in terms of uh, title shots for Fury how long do you think he should have waited?
1: Um, I mean I'm not saying that he's not ready for a, a title shot because I mean if you can call yourself a lineal champion if the ring magazine can you know mandate that belt for a fight between him and Wilder even though there is only technically one belt on the line then I'm not disputing that the man can go and fight for a Wild title I mean wish him all the best but in terms of being realistic I mean maybe one or two fights above the level of Pianetta, maybe someone like Manuel Shaw um even Shannon Briggs even though he's well off what he was maybe say 20 years ago but someone like Manuel Shaw um and Dillian White, like before he does this fight, but then saying bringing Dillian White into the equation, I mean, I feel I feel he deserves a title shot before Fury. And um, as much as I like Fury, I think White has proven himself. Me, 11 WBC world title fights. You know, it's, it's, it, you can't discredit someone that's done that. And patience can get you a lot, a long way in some parts of life. But it seems in boxing that he's waited so so long, and he's just not been given the the break he deserves. So it's a bit.
0: It's a bit unfair for him. Guys. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. I mean, you know, my thoughts. Um, I'm I. I definitely think Wild White deserves a shot. I think the problem for him is, um, it it, it really is that he's fought Joshua already, so his only option is Wilder. Um, and obviously, I want that smoke. Coach. The the, the, the say again. You don't want that smoke. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Wilder doesn't want that smoke at all. Um. But yeah, in terms of the politics, you can see the politics between the two camps. So it's one of those things where you're kind of saying to yourself, well, why would Wilder fight White when he wants Joshua? And obviously White is affiliated to Matchroom. So he gets in that model. But yeah, I definitely believe Dillian White um, deserves a deserves a title shot. It's just a shame, you know, he's only got two options and one option's already he's already lost to. Um, I mean, in terms of, you know, speaking of Matchroom, what do you think Hearn would have been thinking? Uh, seeing all these the shenanigans going on in the weekend from the Nando's, uh, Billy Joe Saunders Ferrari to to the face to face to Fury taking the WC, WBC belt to to clips of even there being an immediate face uh, uh, face off. You know what do you think? Yeah, you I think, yeah, think it'll be a bit better, won't it? Because
1: obviously not being able to side Fury, but I think it's good that um, he can now step back and see that Warren. I mean, he's landed two top-quality title fights, one box office event and another domestic, uh, you know, dust-up. But, I mean, with all the back and forth that's gone on, I mean, I've got so bored of just seeing Hearn give his um, assessment of the the negotiations, Finkel. Mm. I mean, when I uh, watched Finkel's interview, I think it was with Boxing Social, they were very, you know, very straightforward uh, talker. And, I mean, you can sort of, as much as I was kind of going with Hearn a lot of the time, I now sort of look back at it and think, if he was the son Fury, was that only for him to use him as the second best option as Joshua, which it probably would be, would be um, obviously having you know all the markability that Joshua has compared to Fury, and I mean as well to think that you know negotiations could be that easy between Wilder and Fury. Why is it that it's become so problematic between Hearn and Finkel? Like, it's just it's obvious. It's obvious that it's, from the natural side that the negotiations haven't run smoothly. But then I think, in a way, you've got to counter that by saying there's a lot more on the line to Joshua's side because he's got the three out of the four belts, excluding the
0: um, IBO belt. Yeah. But that's a lot, a lot more big. There's a big, bigger proportion of the pie than what I mean. You know, Fury's bringing to the as so. you said. I think from I think on that basis, there's definitely no shadow of a doubt that you know negotiating for Joshua Wilder is much harder than Wilder Fury because um, Fury. Yeah even though we know he brings reputation, he really doesn't bring anything like, like physical to the table. Um, So in terms of, in terms of a belt, Um, but I think for me, it's just about how the saga has been drawn out. So you're right. You know, um, people may look at the negotiation tactics. I think the key things are going to be the 50 million. um, And the fact that that was kind of been pushed around and, and and said that that doesn't exist. It does exist. We didn't get this contract. Then, You know contracts that Shelley Finkel spoke he was involved with for Joshua and Klitschko that had both Joshua and Eddie Hearns' signature. Um, I think you know I think we're probably in a little bit, and this is to go off piece, but I think a little bit of uh, some of this will also have to do with the design piece. You know Eddie Hearns structured a fantastic deal for himself and potentially his fighters on the design design program, and obviously how much of that affects Joshua you know, Hearn said something which I thought was interesting when it came to that whole contract signature point. And he was quite clear that, you know, he was... I will not say he was like he owns Joshua, but he was very much like, you know, like, I signed for Joshua. I am Joshua. I, I am the promoter. I am his promotion. Like I take care of him where well, now that they've signed this new agreement, you know, maybe has, has Joshua given up a bit more independence? Maybe he's not as kind of like a, 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 a boss as we thought, maybe that has something to do with it. But I think ultimately, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a negative look for, for, for the match guys, because you know, you've had forgetting all the other contract stuff. It was the basics of let the guy come to the ring. That will help sell the fight. You're saying it's not a big fight. Yeah. It clearly was. We all knew that that fight would be a hundred million. They said, no. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just so much. And like you said, it's just one thing from her. And, and then the next week he changes his, his tune. So yeah, let's see how they react. Um I think when Coogan's back from holiday we'll probably get an interview and then all, all, all the AJ protectors will have their own narrative to, to start screaming. But um yeah, no, it's gonna be interesting. So listen, I see we've got a couple of callers. I'm gonna open up the line, yep. um and then we'll, we'll go from there. So nine eight five, think that's a man like Daniel. Nine eight five. How are we doing? Yes, how you doing, bro? You alright? We
1: we're
0: good, we're good, we're good. You well? You, the, the, the reception, mate. All right, listen, we're going to move on and come back to you if you're still online. We're going to go out to 251. 251, hello? Hey, how you doing, man? How you doing? Yes, yeah, what's bro? going on, Dwayne? Long time, bro. You well? Yeah, not too bad, man. Battling and
3: hanging in there, bro. Uh, how you doing as well, Tom, man? How you going, Dwayne? You all right, mate? It's not too bad, man.
0: Feels good. good to be back on the line. I tell you, man. It's Boy, good to catch up, man. Anyone. How are you, how's things with the uh, interviews, man? you guys been making, uh, doing anything of late? Yeah, kind of like reevaluating a few things at
3: the moment, so we're kind of on pause for, for a little bit, but still keeping our eyes on the boxing team as fans first and foremost, for sure. A hundred percent. Plenty of beer, Dwight. Say that again? Plenty of beer while you've been off. Have I been having a beer? Yeah, no, plenty of beer while you've
1: been off. You
0: oh, no, it doubt, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> What's on your mind, man? Oh, all this... Um, I don't even know where to
3: start. I think it's the whole Wilder, Fury, AJ, Eddie Han, Saga, the way how it's all ended now. Yeah. I think that... I think it's clear to see that AJ and Eddie didn't want the Wilder fight. They came up with excuse after excuse after excuse. And what they say, within two days, Wilder and Fury agreed on the fight. I think this all looks terrible for, for AJ. Personally, as a, as a fan, first, I have zero interest in that perfection fight. No interest at all. I'm not even going to watch it. Yeah. I'd consider watching it on YouTube. I'm I'm disgusted with that fight. I'm tired of all of the rubbish. Who cares if the arenas are packed up? Who cares, innit? Like, yeah. Who cares? I'm I mean, it's, it's interesting
0: enough. you say that, D, because um, there are tickets still available for this fight, so... I know there's, you know, rumors the link to the secondary market being shut down, but you know these tickets came yeah. out a while ago, um, and this was before these secondary market sites have been shut down. So I think that that is quite telling the fact that you can still get tickets for Anthony Joshua, whereas previously you were made to believe that you couldn't. Um, you know, it, it's the opponent, is it's the behaviour as well. Um, you know, I mean, what do you make of the Fury Wilder face to face in the ring? Nothing.
3: Again, it's just, it's just all like, it's just all egg in the face of matrimon. Um It's so simple for him to get in the ring. This is a part of boxing tradition. It's what we're used to seeing. Why in the world Wilder couldn't get in the ring? God knows. I think with Fury and Wilder directly, they clearly got like a good kind of relationship. So it's a bit WWE ish, I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Yes. Oh, you know, when that bell goes in it's fight time, there ain't going to be no theatrics. It's going to be straight down to business. Yes. I look forward to this fight. Yeah. Boxing best Brawler for sure yeah. sorry but, so, but, yeah box
0: best Brawler yeah. I mean and you know what it's interesting you say that and I would agree with you Um, but the thing is it's like and, and this is not even a, trying to get against to, to take anything against you but it's it's interesting because we definitely know this is WWE but at least these yeah. are guys that are kind of I guess I don't want to say just totally genuine but you know they speak from their heart from their mouth from the sleeves and if they know yeah. that it's their good best interest to egg it up I think that's good because it brings eyeballs. But actually, if you remember when we had Joshua and Klitschko and it was not WWE, but it was just so nice, it was also boring. So, um, yeah, I think I'd always prefer this. I always prefer to see the two guys coming together. Yeah, respectful, but they, they, they're they letting them know what their intentions are. Because as you said, when the bell goes, yeah. there won't be any jokes. Um, and there will still be respect. And you know another thing as well, what I
3: like, I think, even if it's not the case, but like for whoever wins, with it's Wild or Fury, it's a perfect strategy for the winner because if they do eventually go into talks with Matram for the for the AJ fight, Matram can't take that same pompous, arrogant stance or
0: black beans yeah. and
3: blah, blah, because they're going to be doing pay-per-view in the States and UK. Yeah.
0: Collectively, yeah. that's something that um, AJ hasn't even done yet. Yeah. And regardless of the zone, that's not going to be a pay-per-view
3: situation. So I think they're going to have to treat the winner with respect and come up with a good deal and get the fight cracking if they still don't fight um, the winner after this then it's just going to be more and more clear for the boxing fans and, and I liked what I saw I watched a lot of um, the boxing voice Ness he was out Ooh. there doing a lot of behind the scenes
0: stuff and that Yeah, and
3: you can see that Wilder was getting a lot of love from the
0: public man exactly exactly yeah. and that's the thing all that little stuff all that, even the US fans they're like ah Herm her was lying and it's like yeah, the thing is it's not even lying it's like it's that's his job But it's also your job as a fan to see through the bullshit. You know, he has to say stuff, all this stuff of, I'm going to ask a random person, do you know who Deontay Wilder is? And they don't know. I mean, I'm pretty certain I could go to some places and ask a random person, say, do you know who Joshua is? And they will say no, because they might not even be interested in boxing, period. Um, So, yeah, so I thought that all that was interesting. Um, I think, you know, definitely you're talking about Joshua Povetkin. Yeah, we're going to see what happens. I think next is White. Um, but just to ask you though, um, you know, from what you've seen so far, what you saw of Fury on Saturday, who would you be picking should Wilder and Fury fight in November or December?
3: Well, that's the thing. It's like I try not to really judge Fury's performance or assess it and look at it as that's what he'll do against Wilder. Because I think Fury's the kind of fighter that he rises to the occasion. Mm. So I think you yeah. shouldn't really write him off based on that performance. And because of the type of style he has, he can still make it a hard fight for Wilder because effectively, all he has to do is just hit and not get hit and exactly. get through the rounds. That's what I think it's going to boil down to. So I, I, I see Wilder doing similar to what he done against Klitschko. The fact that he's done that, he's got the experience. And mentally, he knows uh, what Fury, he's capable
0: F- of. Fury do, what know? Fury did with the Klitschko? So, yeah, what it, Fury did with, with
3: Klitschko. He, he's got the mental experience to know how to, how to do of it. And Wilder, obviously, he's just so unorthodox. It's always
0: possible that he could get a shot in. Yeah. So, yeah, I look forward to the fight, man. I look forward to the fight. I'm telling you. And, uh, Dwayne, just before we uh, move on to the uh, next corner, um, what attributes do you think gives you the advantage against Wilder in terms of, like we mentioned before, about his footwork,
3: his head movement, his upper body, um, you know, dynamics? What sort of gives him the, the upper hand against Wilder if he is to be at his 100% best? I guess more or less everything you mentioned and the experience against um, Klitschko, I think gives them the, 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 the advantage. Um, physically, they're more or less the same kind of height. I think yeah. Fury's got a bit of a longer reach, but I think it's more about the.
0: Okay, man, so I no, appreciate appreciate your time. Do you anything else you want to mention? and that's the thing you said there like it's entertainment it's noise but it breeds respect um, so you yeah. get it you get it, you make it happen so so listen D appreciate appreciate your time and calling in as always um, we'll be back in okay. the studio soon so listen let's get a date get you in maybe we try and do uh, do it for the Canelo Triple G remix uh, rematch so um, yeah get you down to the studio then yeah yeah we'll figure something
3: out for sure man thanks a mm, man bless man been worth, been worth right. take,
0: care, take care man yeah, take care, cheers man Bye. Cheers. Yeah, and I think that's Daniel. Daniel's back. Hello, D. How, uh, how,
4: how we doing,
0: fellas? Yes, we're all good, man. Appreciate that, man. How you keeping? Yeah, keeping well.
4: You boys all
0: right? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, thoughts? Th- what's your thoughts on the, on on the action this weekend? Uh, yeah. Um. Obviously,
4: some Fury getting the rounds in. Um. A lot of these little critics. Casual fans saying he weren't this, he weren't that. Well, listen, there's only going to be one winner if that fight goes goes on in a few months' time. And Kojo, mm-hmm. you know as well as I know what's going to happen. You know how it's going to pan out, mate. You know exactly how it's going
0: to pan out. Boy, tell me. I don't even know myself. Tell me, man. I'm listening. I'm intrigued. Listen, listen, listen. Wiles
4: is going to get his head boxed
0: off, mate. <laughs> He's
4: going
0: to be missing. Yeah. He's getting frustrated. Sorry, D, listen, there's a bit of background noise.
4: Can you hear me now?
0: Yeah, yeah, there's a bit of a fuzz.
4: There.
0: There's only
4: going to be, listen, there's only going to be one winner. Mate. Yeah. There's only going to be one winner. I mean, listen. Do you hear me now? Yeah, that's much better. Yeah. There's only going to be one winner and... Uh, Listen, he's a smart fighter. Um, yeah, we know he ain't got the power to knock people out, right? But he'll just box to instructions and he'll fight straight Wilder and he'll take his belt off him. And it's that simple.
0: I mean, do you think uh, it's points? Just a straight points decision?
4: Did you say that again, please,
0: on I said, so it's a straight points. Points win for, Vic, for Fury?
4: I think so, yes. I think so. I mean, um... Obviously, we know Wilder got got, got got fantastic power, but I think the focus of Fury, because of the because of the um the, uh, because of what he knows, what's in front of him, the focus that will be there, he 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 won't get hit, mate. He'll be sharp as anything, and he'll be frustrating Wilder. Trust me.
0: Yeah, I mean,
4: I'm looking forward. I'm I'm looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, well, I mean... am looking forward
0: to it. I, I, and, also, so and what do you make... Contest. And So what do you make of, like, obviously Fury and Wilder seem to be getting it on. What do you think this does for yeah. Joshua? Well, I, I
4: I, lost interest in all this anecdote, Joshua. I mean, uh, you know, what, what did he bottle it? I mean, what? I mean, it's, uh, I mean, comes Fury and Wilder was able to get this going, so... Yeah,
0: Do you know what
4: I mean. I mean, end of the day, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Joshua just weren't up for it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. There's politics behind it that we just don't know. And,
0: uh,
4: yeah, but at least but we're getting a fight.
0: One. Say that again, I said we can we can see a fight. I mean, I, w- I will see, and I definitely, I, I'm 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 probably going to struggle to call this fight purely because. I think Fury can get to his fitness. Um, I think you need to be at the level of fitness. Um, I think he's got a skill set, but the fitness wise, you can't get hit by a big shot. Um, And I could see, I really could see Fury even outboxing Wilder for 11 rounds. And then in the 11th round, Wilder just does something and catches him properly. And then all of a sudden, the fight is different. Um, So yeah, it's... um, it's 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 a weird one, but I'm happy that you know. This is this is where we are. I'm happy that these are the talks that have been concluded. Um, I hope we get an announcement soon. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's great for the heavyweight division. Uh,
4: just switching, switching um, it's switching it up a little
0: bit. Yeah. Uh, is from, from fighting Warrington? Yep. Yeah, so yeah. that. yeah, So I let. I've been talking Tom. You wanna.
4: Yeah. Is that that confirmed?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Again, the captain points
4: in the weekend. I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, how did you rate his performance? Yeah. I mean, correct me if
1: I'm wrong, Coach. Was
0: it? Uh, it was ninth round stoppage. N- that's I mean? correct. Ninth round stoppage. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was quite a.
1: I mean, Luke Jackson. Uh, give credit where credit's due. Uh, did stay in there quite. Um, for a long time I mean he was getting beaten up between sort of six to eight rounds but um, yeah he was always coming back firing back but I think Brampton was just that extra bit sharper with, um, with his jab and you know how he's his very good at uh, of resistance as well and I think mean, that was very um, problematic for uh, Jackson to get any foothold on the fight but I mean it's going to be a tough one for Paul I mean who do you see winning the, the fight between um I mean, based
4: on, it on Warrington's last performance, Daniel and uh, Franklin at his very best. Who do you see when coming
0: through that fight? You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to go for Warrington. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go for Warrington. Yeah. And you? Can I get a prediction from both you guys? So let you go first. Um. Yeah. Interesting one. Um. You. You know what? I mean, the head-to-head definitely. I'll say opens... Maybe my mind. I still see potentially a Frampton win. Um, I don't want to say location will play its part, but I do think it can. Um, I think Warrington more than impressed me against Selby. I think we saw that. Um, he he won he that fight outright. Um, I think it's a great match of stars because... Uh, Frampton's got a better defence than probably people give him credit for, and he's also got a good jab, and he's also, you know, obviously he's he's, he's nimble on his feet, we can see that, so, yeah, I think Warrington's style, um, I think he will find it more difficult against facing Selby, not to say that I think Frampton can beat Selby, but I think Frampton will probably be more adept to kind of, like, deal with that pressure, uh, maybe even the fans, um, if I had to put my money on it, um, I think I will go with Frampton if I had to put my money on one of the two, but I don't think it will be a, 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 an easy fight. I think it will be a very close fight. Tom?
4: Yeah. Right, well, it's going to be a cracking fight, that's for sure. Tom, what yeah, would mean, you think? I think personally, no, I, um, I, I see it being a better fight than the, uh, the Frampton
1: Santa Cruz first one. I think if I'm going to give a prediction, I'd go for Frampton probably winning by two or three rounds. But I think, like Joe said, it's going to be a a close fight. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was um, a split decision or a majority decision. But I don't see it being a landslide for
0: sure. Yeah, because I think yeah. I think I have to give Warrington his respect in that you know he when even when he was at Matchroom he was a he was a good prospect um, and he's kind of delivered. So now that he's got a belt, um, he does have an IBF belt. He's a world ta- he's a world champion. Um, he, you know he's he's, he's going to work hard to maintain that. So. Um, yeah, we can see we've seen Frampton can be beat. I think that's the good thing as well. We've seen Frampton can be beat, so it offers light to 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 Warrington, But I think Warrington is a uh, Frampton is a good fighter. I think if you think back after the Santa Cruz first win, you know he was Sports Personality of the Year, what for ESPN maybe. Um, probably one of the few British or, uh, and Irish respected world champions at the time. Um, so yeah, I think you know he's definitely got some credence in in his in his backlog, but. um yeah, no, be a good fight. Be a good fight. So, D, listen, we're going to make let, let, let you go, but appreciate the support and calling in as always.
4: No worries. No worries. And, and we'll catch up good show soon. As usual. Thank you. Yeah, nice one. Have a good night, Thank you,
0: man. appreciate Take that. It easy, yeah. Take it easy. See you later. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah so, um, so, yeah, so, Tom, what did you think of the Frampton performance in general? Yeah, it
1: was a quality performance. Um, the- he was taking a lot of punishment towards the um, obviously the stoppage in the ninth. Uh I think from the the very off side Frampton's judgment of distance, um, yeah, just raised a sharp, uh, jab and uh could yeah, I don't really see it being one yeah, we're going one way, but I think most importantly just to see the improvements made under Jamie Moore and um yeah, Frampton looks like a much more uh, stronger fighter than what he was, say, under the um Wigan camp, and he seems to be punching a lot harder, a lot more um, sort of in bunches. You know, he's catching his shots really well, and he's not. You know, he's not. He's always been known for not wasting a lot of shots, but I think as it comes to uh, the elite level, where he's proven against Santa Cruz and now getting his opportunity against Warrington, that sort of conserving that energy and being able to save your shots is helping him a lot. And he's, he's an even more sort of brute force going into. Um, You know his hooks and his uppercuts, and he was catching. I mean, beautiful uppercuts on the inside. He was catching Jackson with uppercut after uppercut. It was just, it was
0: beautiful to watch. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I, I, I agree with you. It was a very um, slick, stylish performance from Frampton. Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think this was going to be anything else, um, because you know when I think you know we're definitely looking at the Warrington fight, which is coming next, and. You know, I think sometimes because of the loss, and that's what happens in boxing sometimes, somebody gets a loss and we kind of forget everything. And I'm just thinking, yeah, for me, I didn't see Frampton having any trouble going into that fight. Um, so I'm glad that he stopped him because I think the key thing about stopping a guy like, like, like Luke Jackson is that it shows you're still, you know, uh, of, of that worldly level in the sense of you're getting the job done, you're not letting them finish the fight. You know, he wasn't, in my opinion, in in trouble at any time um so probably you know he was working you know he's got a new coach so maybe took that as an opportunity to work on some new things um you know i think uh yeah for me frampton just needs to really be in the big fights i said this last time um he just needs to somehow i mean is definitely a step up he gets a belt and yeah. um, if that's his route potentially um, i don't think it'll come easy um but yeah he needs to be fighting you know there's a, there's there's contenders at the global level um and if you lose, so what? Like you, you're you fighting the big names. Your career will know that you took on the big names. And to to to, to my mind now, he's only really had Santa Cruz, you know, that you would arguably yep. say. I mean, because now even the um, quick fight, you know, it's, going into it, it was a domestic grudge, but really there were levels in that fight that you saw Frampton put show. So yeah, it's um yeah, it's for me it's interesting. Um, what do you make of the team? The, the in terms of like work he's now he's no longer with McGuigan uh working with Jamie Moore. What do you think? What improvements have you seen? Yeah, he seems a lot more happy in himself,
1: like I am not I'm not disputing that he was he wasn't happy under McGuigan but it just seems that the uh the chemistry within the uh, the Jamie Moore camp and how he's elevated himself as a trainer it seems to sort of propel um you know, Frampton, Cummins, uh, uh Martin Murray, like, you know, when they're fighting and it seems you know, Dave Jellin in the gym. Also got Jack Catterall as well. So, I mean, there's a, it's, a, it's a very good environment to be in. I mean, like it's a cliche in boxing, a happy fighter is a dangerous fighter, but Hampton, like I've said, is punching much harder. He's looking the part, and he seems to be improving fight by fight. And like you just said there, I mean, it's, there's no shame in losing to a fighter like Santa Cruz, or, you know, even if he loses to Warrington, he's said himself openly that, he would have to sort of look at it and say, you know, call it a day if he was to lose. But, I mean, even if it's in a close fight of the, uh, fight of the year, you know,
0: exactly. fight,
1: then there's no reason why he should you know, hang up. There's always this opportunity for a rematch. There's other featherweights out there that, you know, are on the up or, you know, in and around world level. And, I mean, you just see with, like, Abner Morris, you know, he's lost the fight to Santa Cruz and he's been you know, tip-to-box Javonte Davis in his next fight, and that's what Mayweather wants to Davis, so there's always a chance to move up, you know, exactly. one or two more paydays, and he's not taken much damage really, has he? So
0: exactly. It'd be, the... be a shame
1: to think that he'd hang his gloves
0: up after, you know, this year. I mean, he I think, and do. and if anything, the fact that he believes he would retire after if he'd lost to a Warrington, I think, says a lot of where he believes he should be, so make sure he should be start, he should start fighting the opposition. Because like you like like we're saying, you lose to credit opposition position in a close fight. Okay, you've got the L on your record, but not in the minds of fans. You know, even we look back to guys that have lost fights that have been close, I and mean, we're like, yeah, uh, massive respect. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I really want to see from Frampton. Um, I think you spoke. I mean, when we talk about like the difference, I think his bank account's probably looking a lot more healthier. Um, but I would, de- but overall, I would say also maybe there's less pressure because obviously working with McGuigan. You know the history that he brings as a boxer. You know the the kind of you know I want I don't want to say you know father son, but you know there's that element to to, to their relationship um, and how proud they were making the country and maybe working with the likes of Jamie Moore is is, is less pressure. Um, I know there was talk about McGuigan and who he had in his camp at the time when it was Frampton, Groves and Hay. Um, I don't know how much of an impact that will be, but um, but yeah, I think he seems to be. Yeah, uh, he, he, he he's skillful fast you know uh, as you said good punch shot taking good shots um uh, self so yes. yeah, let's just see him in the bigger fights that would be that would be my take on it um and uh yeah, going back to something i wanna go on the whole wilder uh fury i mean you heard um uh actually no sorry, i think you might want to ask me something about weak about right yeah no i was just gonna say like you said there's a lot more pressure on um
1: End this by Warrington I mean it's, it's, a, it's a test if anything if Warrington beats uh, Frampton then I mean you can dismiss all this um, stuff about you know even though the, the performance by Warrington against Selby was very uh, comprehensive it rules out any sort of um, doubt that you know it wasn't that Selby wasn't you know up to scratch or that he was you know very tight of the weight mm-hmm. I mean it just shows how good Warrington is and I mean in terms of um watching ringside what weaknesses if any I mean you can sort of talk about previous fights that Frampton's had Um any particular weaknesses that you
0: see that Warrington will have an upper uh, advantage if, um yeah he can exploit any weaknesses I, I'll be honest no Um because I mean <laughs> yes but I don't know if that's Frampton's style I'm sorry if that's Warrington's style so if you look at the Santa Cruz fight um the one where yeah. obviously he, he won the rematch um You can see he used the jab a lot more. Um, He kind of used the jab, but then also closed the distance by grappling. So it didn't allow uh, Frampton to build up any type of momentum or rhythm into his fighting game. Um, I would say Warrington could probably take that, because if I remember, he's taller. So I would assume the reach is going to probably be in his favour. But again, I don't believe in height against skillful boxers anyway, but um, that's probably an area that you would say Warrington would look to focus on. Um, the pressure um, is what he's 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 known for. I think he's gonna bring in that regardless. Um but the key with that pressure is that he doesn't get caught and Frampton just pivots out of the way and all of a sudden he's looking at him sideways. Um that is gonna be really key. Um Selby didn't display that and that's what we thought he might do. Um so I don't think there was much there's much weaknesses. Um and I don't know, I get the impression with Warrington that he's more of a guy that he's just turning up to do what he does because he believes what he does is good enough.
1: Yeah, that's exactly
0: it. Yeah, what about you? Yeah,
1: I've been spot on, really. Um, yeah, Warren, like you see, yeah, Warrington is sort of one of the fighters that he's just able to turn up and adapt in the light, like he said numerous times. But, I mean, I can't really see any weaknesses that uh, Francis Possesses. He just seems to be a lot more complete fighter.
0: I'm not saying that he wasn't a complete fighter on yeah. Wigan, but there's obviously if you're losing a fight to Santa
1: Cruz. You can't just obviously blame the, the height difference. Um, there's got to be sort of more technical issues that he's had to, you know, address. And I think Jamie Moore's kind of the relationship that they've built is, you
0: know, is sort of out. Yeah, he's, he looks a lot more complete. De- definitely. Um, and uh, so just going on to Paddy Barnes, obviously that that was. I guess an upset for the crowd. Um, he lost his uh, world title. The, the the shot he had against Rosales. And um, what do you make of the body shot?
1: Oh, it was a brutal one. I mean, I was i watched it about three, four times
0: now. And, uh, <laughs> are you yeah. still Are you still in pain? Yeah, I mean, I even felt the pain, coach. <laughs> Let alone him. He trades eight to ten, twelve weeks, and think that
1: you know, it's just one of those shots. You know, it gets the it right and the liver.
2: Those yeah. ones. I mean, personally, I've never... I, I've taken a few, but like, no, no, I wouldn't imagine how much power... that He even has a flyweight, how much power
1: he carries. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you see it as, like... Um, we were talking about it before we came on air, about it being, like, a carbon copy of, uh, you know, Anker House versus uh, Condon and uh, Casimiro Edwards. Do you feel it's just a bit too early for the part
0: Yeah, he, I, I do. That level? I do, and I think, especially when it comes to, kind of, like, these unknown guys... You know, it's like what you were saying. I think you know the, the South Americans, Filipino, those light divisions. They've got stacked fighters and fighters that don't really get the opportunity. So you don't know how dangerous they are, and they may have one or two losses, but that doesn't mean that they're a weak link, so to say. And um, yeah, I think I didn't know tell a lot about Rosales. Obviously, I read about him. Um, I know that he got a he got the belt from going over to Japan, which is obviously impressive. Um. But when you look at the fight, Barnes wasn't like totally dominated, but I just felt he was second best for everything. And, you know, I asked you the question about the body shot. I mean, even when you look at how he threw the body shot and where it landed in terms of that part of your chest, your stomach, like you said, the liver, I mean, it's like he threw it and there's a way you throw something and it sinks into the body, but there's those ones where it bounces off the body. And for me, it was like, it was such a sharp, bam, right in the chest and he's, Hand just bounced back out, I mean, yeah, for me, uh perfectly executed um, and you really don't get up um and the thing about that kind of body shots is you don't even see it a lot in the in the higher weight classes because literally they ruin guys, so you know that's the type of shot you wouldn't want uh, a a, a, a how do you say a Groves to give to Callum Smith because that ends the fight, no matter who you i don't care who you are it ends the fight.
1: Yeah, and it was very up close as well. It was one of those, like you said, one of those shots that he probably didn't see. Maybe he just didn't, you know, drop his guard a bit lower. But it seemed that it caught him right in the midriff. But I mean, when you sort of pick, you know, that punch and you land it so perfectly, it doesn't matter where you hit—around the, you know, the midriff or the side, the the body—and he's going to have damage. And obviously, showed that he wasn't able to get up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how good do you think Rosales is?
1: I mean, like, I haven't seen much of him before. Bonfire just lit him up and, like you said, three defeats. I mean, you can't really discredit someone like that. I mean, to have this opportunity to be an Olympian like Paddy Barnes, is that's is that his main goal break. You know, now he can go on, he can maybe move up in weight, fight some of the super flyweights around. But, yeah, it's just the explosion that he's got from it. I mean, a, a heavy knockout like that is going to have a lot of... Um,
0: to say for his uh, career going for forward. So. No, de- de- definitely. Um, And in terms of uh, this let's, let's quick go on to these Saunders and Wilder Nando scuff, what did you make of that? Very funny. <laughs> no, it just, uh, it, like, it's just just, it's good for the, like Dwayne said, it's good for the build up and yeah, I mean, he's walking a very tight rope coach and,
1: makes, you know, if he did that against maybe a Joshua, there's no reason to say that he wouldn't get, you know, a slap it but yeah, who oh, uh, a Billy Joe
0: Saunders, you're talking about a, a, jo- a Billy Joe,
1: yeah, no, but he's very good against people's heads and stuff, uh, yeah. you know not many people can do that, so and it's not even just that, it's the you know, the people that he's just been dragging off the street when he's up in Sheffield training, doing like
0: Instagram lives and stuff, very uh, yeah, it's, it's good, it's funny, love, like, I mean, I do think, you be... and you're right, you know, I will say, I do think that's why. I I think a few people wouldn't have minded to see them catch out of him. But I think where the interesting thing is, and there's the gap, is like, you know, obviously they're f- throwing food. But what is it, I yeah. guess, that really made Billy Joe Saunders, i.e. was Wilder running at him? Or was it one of the team? Because you see one of the team chasing after him. But, you know, was it Wilder really trying to get his hands on him? So, I mean, that's just something it would have been good to see. But, yeah, as you said, I think it's all part of the drama makes for entertaining it makes for entertainment it makes for hashtags um yeah, yeah it makes for youtube videos um even the fact when they had to break the ice and come and apologize you could tell that was mtk's doing um so i like that um yeah i definitely like that in terms of how it adds to the build-up um and i think not yeah. before we wind down let's just talk about a couple of other bits so the uh, wbs uh wbss another category yeah. uh season two what's your thoughts on that
1: yeah, another cruiserweight uh, tournament it seems. but um, yeah, I, I, now that this Usyk Bellu fight, um, you know, in the works for November, it doesn't. It takes a lot of uh, credibility away from the tournament. There's not going to be any belts on the line. Um, I was actually just going to bring up earlier about um, Usyk's, uh, you know, sort of path to AJ now because I can't really see. I can see AJ match and, from and a lot, a long, longer than what um, you know it seems. Um, that the fight will happen next year but I can see if they avoid him for another, at least a year because obviously with this, the zone deal um, you know, there's opponents like Pulev, Miller, you know, in the works and
0: even seeks a viable opponent in the future so whether or not they can if it's going to be the same um, draw of opponents, you know, know. Radis,
1: Portikos, um, Gassiev I mean, I'm not really buying into it. I'd have much preferred to see maybe the light middleweight, Charlo, Munguia, um, uh, you know, even Brooke to be running, because if this brook Tan fight doesn't happen once and for all, then why not go into that? Or maybe have the light heavyweight tournament. You know, there's a lot more other options than going back, because it's a, it's a massive risk now that he's done a cruiserweight tournament, because there's not as much interest that's going to be put into it if there's no belts in the line, Johnny.
0: Yeah, no, I no, agree. And I think, um, you know, you know, I think it's all about who they get to compete. I think if they can start bringing in some competitors that are the fringe guys, um, guys that you're not sure if they're going to make it to world level, guys that are not too far from it, maybe a couple of yeah. interesting wild cards, I think it still can be a good uh, tournament. I think there's a check there, so people will fight for that. Um, and it would be even better if the winner of that goes on to face a USIC or a Bellu. Um I don't think that's a, that's a yeah. bad thing because then, you know, you're not far from talking about the likes of, I know he, I, I, I doubt he would go into something like this, but, you know, your Coley's, Andrew Tabitis you know, you start looking at that kind of world. Um, even like the the, yeah. the loser of Matty Askins and the Coley may go into this or whoever the winner is may feel that they're the right level. So, yeah, um, I, I do like the format. I'm still happy that the fact that, you know, they've, they've brought another division, so they've brought the same division into it. I know it's not ideal, but I think, you know what? We've got to get behind this. Um, but I can see we've got another call on, so I'm going to just open the line quickly um, and let them yeah. get their piece out. So, 012, 012, the floor is yours.
3: Go, uh, Joe, it's Joe. You OK, mate? How you doing, mate? You all? Yeah, mate, I've literally just
0: just got in the car and uh, and rang in, so you'll we'll have to update me on what's been going on. Nothing much, mate. So, You've yeah, got Tom I here. Yeah, no, it's just uh, we, we, we we just touched on a WBS... Uh, you cruise away but we've gone through obviously the fury performance the wilder versus fury face to face the Frampton performance um the potential catch of Warrington, so any of the above mate, it's your pick yeah
2: um i think it i'm excited about the idea of fury and um and wilder i kind of um i'm kind of reluctant to believe it until I actually see it, see them in the ring together do you know what I mean Mm-hmm. but um I think I just like the fact that, you know, when he was interviewed after it, Tyson, he was like, yeah, I was offered the fight, They sent me the contract, and I said, yes, I think it almost made Joshua and Hearn become, like, irrelevant overnight. Mm. Yeah. And I, I don't think I don't think Joshua ever wanted that fight. There's, one, one thing that's always stuck with me is, um, do you remember when Dylan White beat Lucas Brown and he started calling out Wilder after it? Yes. Well, then when, a few weeks later, or whatever it was, Joshua beat Parker, and yeah. then he was interviewed after the fight, and he said, like, well, what do you think of the thought of um, facing Wilder next to Joshua? And he said, it's like Dylan said, um, let's go Wilder. And I
0: just think if you really wanted it, you wouldn't have even mentioned Dylan White. Mm. It's almost like, oh, well, D- Dylan said this, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I think I, if you remember as well, in that same interview, he was very frustrated that the yeah, yeah. that, that the, they we're the, asking him about Wilder. Yeah,
2: I yeah. mean I know there's a lot of politics and things in boxing with like promoters and broadcasters and stuff, but when you listen to to like important people talk,
0: they all say that if the fighters want to fight, it'll happen. Yes. And it seems like only one
2: side of it wanted to fight.
0: Yeah, no, I think. Yeah, sorry, no, go on, no, go on, Tom. Sorry, mate. No, I was just going to say, so as much as um, you know that AJ and what happened.
1: You. Do you think, in a way, I mean, like you just said there, that AJ put Dylan White before his own preference? Do you think that's indicating that he's trying to use White as an opponent for uh, Wilder, just as much yeah. as he's trying to put him in
2: before uh, Joshua? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think. I think if you if wanted, if he really wanted the fight, like he says he does, you just call him out. But he's, he's too busy trying to do this. Humble rubbish, isn't it? You know
0: what I mean? It, it's refreshing to see, like, Wilder and Fiori just say it as it is. Yeah. Exactly. And and, yeah. So, no, I was just going to say, Tom, I think, you know, you, you said that, Joe. For me, I think, you know, I, 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 I want to go as far as say that as the public, a, a lot more of the public are starting to see, because at the end of the day, this is boxing, yeah, and There's so much of, I I like Joshua, I've got a lot of respect for what he's done and where he's come to, but I think in terms of his personality, just be free, just be yourself a bit. It's okay to swear, it's okay to even just let yourself be party, having a few drinks or whatever, but the too much commercial element, like the money's only going to get you so far and then when you're offered the biggest money, I think that's the big thing here, is that the fact that he then gets offered 80 million and he said, you offer me that and I'm on it, like that was raised, and all of a sudden you've backed yeah. down. Um I don't bel- yeah, believe believe yeah. all this oh yeah, talk is cheap. You have to talk. This is the boxing game, you need to talk. You know, so yeah, I think you're right. He they they didn't want it. I think, you know, not letting him so when I say him wilder come to the fight and not even just the Parker fight. Even for this Povekin fight they said, Can we turn up? and they still refuse. So that says a lot.
2: Yeah, I and like that video of Fury and Wilder in the um, in the lobby of the Europa Hotel in Belfast, yeah. it went viral like straight away. And it's like they mi- they missed such a trick there, Hearn and Joshua, to make yeah. that fight massive. Because like like you say, they refused Wilder entry, and, yeah. and even if they did let him come to the fight, I reckon they'd have palmed him off with Dylan White anyway. Exactly. Well, protect AJ a little bit, you know, he, for another
0: another fight or something. Yeah, I I agree. The other thing is, well, and this is, and I hate to say it, but I do think if you would, if we got to see Wilder and Joshua face to face, I think we'll see, They we will see the side of Joshua they don't want us to see, and it's not, I'm not even talking about the street, I'm talking about, I think, like, he, I, I don't want, fear might be too strong, but I think you would have seen that this hey, is... I, I,
2: yeah, I completely agree.
0: Yeah, do you get what I mean? It's like, he knows this I, is I somebody... He sh-
2: if he was on, like, at the top table with Wilder or Fury, it'd just
0: shrink. Yes. I agree. Like, emotionally, do you know what I mean? Because he's, let's be honest, like... I,
2: you know, I'm not his biggest fan, but whenever he tries to talk for himself, he sounds stupid. Yeah. He, he comes out with some stupid comments, but when he when he gives you these media-driven clichés and things that are like, you know, like, um, on the prompt or whatever it is, he yeah. sounds all clever and interesting and humble, but as soon as he speaks for himself,
0: he makes a bit of a tool of himself. Yeah, I yeah mean, he doesn't really cover it up, does he? Because, I mean, in terms of external
1: interviews that he does away from Sky Sports, there's a lot of time that he's you know he is very straight the way he talks, and it, it, yeah. if not. If you were if you were so me, well media trained, why would you try and act another way for other Media outlets yeah. knowing that it's been exposed to the whole world that you are, you know, you are being a bit two faced
2: in a way.
0: Yeah. and that's yeah,
2: a, I, I think you'd have a lot more pure boxing fans, like, um, that would be fans of his if he was just himself. Like I think that's why, like I say. Um, like Fury and the, and the likes are so popular with, with actual boxing fans
3: because yeah. they're
2: just themselves they just go about the business say how it is and call people out and that's what that's what we want to
0: see Hopefully and and it. you know we're talking yeah. Fury Wilder I mean you've got to add even, even a Dillian White to that list I mean Dillian White to me I would say yeah. is arguably one of the fan favourites in terms of where he was when he lost to Joshua to where he is now I've yeah. been in arenas and the guy gets swamped and you know what the difference is People, he's a he. He's approachable in terms of he's not pushing people away. It's none of that. Yeah. He's ha- happy, and I know Joshua is a big, big star. But I mean, you're six foot five, six foot six. No one's gonna trouble you. Just, just be easy. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I think he should be himself. I, I think this trying to be a commercial director, all this kind of language. Nah, I, I'm not buying it. Yeah, so, wears a bit thin after a while, doesn't it? Exactly. So, um. <laughs> So yeah, so no. In terms, so what about any of the other fights? What do you think of uh, Frampton or Paddy Barnes' performance? Uh, I only saw the. Knock-
2: I didn't watch the Paddy Barnes fight. I saw the knockout. Um, but from everything I've heard, it was almost like he was really, really struggling to like hang in there, like giving it everything to hang in there. Whereas the um, the Rosales, yes. he was just kind of cruising. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I say, I haven't seen the fight, but the shot was an
0: absolute peach. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say cru- cru- when I say. Cru- I, it, Cruising's tough because it wasn't like Paddy Barnes couldn't do anything. He was just second best. So yeah. even when he was hitting him, his power didn't seem as, as deadly as Rosales. You know, he was... Yeah, they were having some yeah, good exchanges, yeah. but he was just second best. Maybe not third best, but I definitely, he was just second best. And I know there's only two of them, but do you know what I mean? It was... There was not yes. hope, but you were looking at... There were moments in the fight we were thinking, oh, like maybe Paddy Barnes could cause an upset. Um, but... Then you realise he's just getting pushed around a little bit, like the jabs just moving him back. Just even if it's ever so slightly, it's still early in the fight. So yeah, like you said, it was sure. a peach of a shot when it caught him.
2: Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the Frampton fight. I, I love watching Frampton box, but uh, I can't help I can't help but feel that um, he's one of those that kind of uh, he boxed it to his opponent's level, kind of thing. Mm. So he really, I think you see the best of him when he's put under pressure. like The Diné fight was really good. I know Diné was past it a bit. But the two Santa Cruz fights were absolutely brilliant. And don't get me wrong, he was impressive at the weekend, but I don't know, I feel like
0: if the other guy had opened up a little bit and come to fight then Frampton could have got him out there earlier. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're not far on that. And I think, yeah, with
2: Frampton, I think... He was tough, but that
0: that was about it. Yeah, I think with Frampton, we were just saying, um, you know, the Warrington fight is probably going to be one of the best things to happen to him, really, in the next... Few months because it allows him a, a path to get a belt, and then he just needs to fight yeah. top quality opposition because he is a good fighter. He was, you know, he's, he, he, he's he's a good fighter. So I think that's what we need to see. But yeah, yeah the uh, Josh Warrington fight can't under right can't can't rule anything out in that. So um, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I, I almost
2: feel like, he, like say he fights Warrington for example at the end of the year, and then they'll have a big fight maybe like early next year. um... I think that big fight might just come a little bit too late for him. I think, he, I think he's think he got one, one maybe two really good performances left in him. I just, I just hope that he doesn't get shown up against Santa Cruz or Gary Russell or whoever it might be after Warrington because I feel like it might just be a touch too late
0: for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean... You think, uh, go on, you think Joe that that featherweight is going to be his like. if he does stay around for another
1: year, I mean, moving up to super feather, there's not really the massive fan that name.
2: There apart from Davis, or you know, um, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's big enough for super featherweight. To be honest, I don't think he's big enough for featherweight. He's got he's got the frame, but he's got really short arms. Like, I just I think he'd really really struggle
0: if he moved up to um, to super featherweight. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Definitely, man.
2: My like, favourite fighter, so I, I really want him to do well, and I hope he beats Warrington and then obviously
0: gets a big fight off the back of that. Yeah, yeah listen yeah. we definitely won the big fight so listen joe we're gonna make a move but i appreciate you calling in uh giving in your your, your words your words of advice and, uh, speak to you soon mate appreciate the support yeah thank, right. care. thank you bye Cheers. Thank, bye bye. You, mate. Cheers. bye so that's it tom um another week another showdown um i think next week there'll probably be no show because there's not much boxing on this weekend and it's the bank holiday weekend so um we'll yeah, be back it. Exactly, we definitely got it all crammed in, so we'll be back September the 4th, and that will be the month of September which officially opens the new boxing season, and we'll be more than excited for that because that means we've got a lot more fights to be discussing, a lot more interviews, uh, get the boxers back in the studio, and uh, yeah, giving you the best in boxing as, as we only know how to do so. Uh, so everybody that's listening, that's tuned in today, we really appreciate um, your support, um, and... We're out. Tom, do you want to give out your social media before we go? Yeah, social media, at Raps on TV on
1: Twitter, at Raps on TV on Instagram, all lowercase, Raps on TV on Facebook, and also on YouTube, and keep an eye out for the interviews and more visual content coming soon, and, uh, yeah, prepare for the new season. So, and, yeah, that's
0: all for me, coach. And, and what's, uh, your what's, your, what's, your, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram, mate? Let them know your Instagram so they get so you get more followers. What's the one? Yeah. Or you don't want more well, followers? I'm, I'm not about the personal life coach. So Alright, right, No worries, no worries, <laughs> <ways>, no worries. <laughs> so he's part of the Raps on TV team anyway. So listen, Tom, appreciate your support. And uh, have a yeah. good week, have a good night and we'll catch up soon.
2: Yeah, you Cheers, man. All the All the
3: best. All the
0: best.